Um, in today's parsha, in Shemi, in uh, Parsha's Pimchas, we find the Jewish people are counted again. God, God counts them. Uh, now, this is a whole new, um, a whole new count. We had earlier in the Torah, we had two counts that we counted them. We counted them once after Yom Kippur. Uh, and the, when Moshe Rabbeinu came down from the mountain, they counted the Jewish people. Uh, and then also again, they counted them, it says on Arish Chodesh Iyar, that uh, following uh, the first count, they counted them a second time over there. And over here, they're counted again. Rashi says, why were they counted? Rashi says that uh, because there was a plague over here. We know that the Jewish men had relationship with the, with the women over there, with the non-Jewish women. Uh, what happened was that, uh, you know, Bilaam tried to curse the Jewish people, but he couldn't curse them. So he gave advice to uh, the Midianite, to, uh, to the Moabite, what they should do to get... Hashem to curse them. He says they should entice the Jewish people. And then we read this story about, in yesterday's portion, the end of Parsha's Bolok, about the Cosby Basur, that even though she was a daughter of a, of a, one of the leaders in the Midianite uh, hierarchy over there, and yet she uh, was given up in order to try to entice um, the Jewish people to have a relationship. And actually Hashem got very angry at the Jewish people. Matter of fact, it's interesting, the Gemara relates that this Cosby, her father was, it says, Rosh Umais, he was the head. There was five families over there. He was the head of the families over there. Uh, and it says that his father told his daughter, this Cosby, he told her that, you know, you're going to entice the Jewish men but I don't want you to entice just anybody. I want you to go directly to the top. He says, I want you to entice Moshe Rabbeinu. <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what her father told her. Uh, he said to entice someone. So when she came to uh, Zimri ben Solu, who was the leader of the tribe of Shimon, Zimri had to convince her that he is an important enough person that it meets the criteria that her father set out for her, it should only be that he's okay, that he is a pretty up high up there, and he can sort of uh, qualifies for the for the job. Anyway, uh, what happened was that God got very angry, and then there was the plague. So because God made the plague and so many Jews died, God wanted them to count them. And Rashi gives an example that if a shepherd had wolves come into the sheep, into the herd, so, and they killed some of them, he wants to count how many is left over, because the plague killed some of the Bnei Yisrael, so we're counting them to see how much is left over. And then there's another interpretation, Rashi says, that when they were given over to uh, Moshe, when they went out of Mitzrayim, originally, uh, they were counted. Uh, now, which counting does Rashi mean when they were given over when they went out of Mitzrayim and given over to Moshe, uh, it's not clear, Rashi doesn't say. We find the first time it says, 
there were 600,000 people, Kishesh Meis Elif, Ragli, there were like 600,000 people. But we don't find them counting anybody. Uh, we find the counting, we find later on, as I mentioned before, after Yom Kippur, after they made the eagle, uh, after that they were counted. Uh, we don't find them being counted um, uh, beforehand. So, most likely, what Rashi means over here is that when they went out of Mitzrayim, they were given to Moshe, they were counted with the number. Now, when it came time, Moshe Rabbeinu to pass away, so he's counting them again to see how much he's giving back. You count them when you take them, and he counts them when he gives them back. Unfortunately, uh, there was nobody left from those that were counted, those 20 year and up. I mean, those under 20 were there. But anybody from 20 years and up, besides Yeshua and Kolev, the Gemara in Baba Basra says that Yorba uh, Menashe, the Gemara brings a proof of a posik. The Gemara actually says that the Gezerah did not apply to those that were 60 and up. It was only from 20 to 60. Those that were beyond 60 were not part of the Gezerah. That's what the Gemara says in Kuv Chafal Vomit Beis in, in Baba Basra. But Rashi doesn't bring that down. If Rashi is mashma, that's not like that. But in any event, uh, most of them perished, were not there anymore. So from all the, at least from the 20 year up, were, were gone. This was a whole new, a whole new people. As Rashi says, Kolaido, the rest of them all died. This was a new, a new group that was going to Israel. But what's a little bothersome to me, I want to just bring up this, this question over here. Uh, we find later on that the numbers over here were very important because the Torah says that the people that got the land of Israel, it was La'ela Techolek Esaretz. So it was very important to know the exact number because the people that got a portion of the land of Israel were actually these people that were left over. The land of Israel was divided to these people. It was an interesting thing, as Rashi points out in tomorrow's portion, Rashi points out how they, from the Gemara and Baba Basra, there's a few opinions, but Rashi brings down in the Rashi over here, Chumash, this opinion, how they divided the land to the people of, of Israel. Because basically, each person got a portion from those people that were counted over here. Apparently, I just wanted to answer, apparently Rashi's question over here is, Rashi explains, we could have just said the land should be distributed to these people without having to count them specifically. And whatever the number was, the Torah didn't have to go through counting them, even though the counting is important because we needed to know, because this is how many portions the land of Israel was divided by exactly this number of people. It was 600,000, 100, whatever the number came out over here. But that number was actually, those were the pieces that the land of Israel was distributed by this amount of people. So we needed to know them, but Rashi really wants to explain why this whole process of counting versus just saying that these are the people that got a part in the land of Israel. Also, Rashi's initial question is, because the Pesach says, Vahi Hashem says to count them. Now, Rashi brings down to Inyonim, first of all, that because a wolf came into the herd, so you want to count what's left over, and the other one he gave him, and with a number he wants to take away with a number, that doesn't seem to be directly connected to the plague that took place. But nevertheless, it was these people that were counted, uh, that the land of Israel was distributed. 
Basically, what it really means, the way Rashi learns over here, that these 600,000 plus people that were counted now, the land of Israel was divided into 600,000 people, pieces equivalent to that. Now, because it was divided by each person, but Rashi also said it wasn't divided by area. In other words, we didn't say it wasn't just measured by area, it measured value. Because sometimes Rashi says you can have a large piece of property which is equal value to a small piece of property. It didn't go, it didn't go by the physical area, how much space, it went by the value of the area. So you took the entire land of Israel and you divided it up to, uh, between the 600,000 pieces and that is up. Now, it turns out that some tribes got bigger pieces and some tribes got smaller pieces because it didn't go by the tribe. We didn't take and say there's 12 tribes, let's divide it in 12 equal portions. It didn't work that way because it was divided by the amount of people that there was. So each tribe got a piece according to their amount of, of, of people, of members they had of that tribe. That's how many pieces they got. So then we find that the land of Israel was also distributed by lottery. What does it mean it was distributed by lottery? If you have 12 equal portions, then you can have a lottery. You can say, okay, you know, uh, everybody, there's 12 pieces, any, you get 12 equal pieces. But since it wasn't equal pieces, each one had, each tribe had to have, because even though it was divided into pieces, but each tribe got their own section. In other words, you didn't give each person a piece in the land of Israel, but rather every tribe got their own section. So somehow you had to put those pieces together and you had to know how many pieces. It doesn't really uh, uh, make sense. What, what are they making a lottery of? In other words, if you have 12 equal pieces, you say, get one piece. But here, one piece was a large piece because it had to be larger because it compensated for more people. And then another piece was a smaller piece because it was for less people. I'm not talking smaller or larger necessarily in size, but in value because they divide into, into the amount of pieces by the value. So what, what is this lottery? But Rashi says, actually it was predetermined which one they got, but it so happened they wanted to just prove it so that they had the pieces written. If you're from the tribe of Ruvain, this is going to be your section. If you're the tribe of Shimon, this is going to be your section. So later on, this lottery sort of showed that the pieces came to the right places. It wasn't that the lottery decided it. It was already predetermined, but the lottery showed that what was predetermined actually came out. So they put in their hand and you took out two pieces of paper. One piece you took out says the name of your tribe. The other, the other piece said the area that you get. And it matched up the way it's supposed to be. And that was by the number. But here we had, I have to look at the Mepharshim, but we've been talking about this question. Just got to remember what the Gemara says or what the Rashi says or what the Mepharshim says over here. What happened later on with the Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain? When they divided this whole land, if they divided the Canaan, how did we compensate later on for this change of the distribution that took place when Bnei God and Bnei Ruvin wanted on the other side? Did they originally also divide that? They just got other pieces? What happened? Because it seemed like, in this parish, it seems like they already gave each one 
what they're supposed to get. It doesn't seem like they gave it, they changed something over here. So what took place with the rest of the change? i got to look up and see what the Mepharshim speak about. There's also an interesting Rashi, but we ran out of time. But there's also an interesting Rashi that tells you how the distribution w- worked. That even though it, each person that entered the land of Israel got a piece, but still, they didn't end up getting the piece by them. It went back to the grandparents, and they actually divided... We gave the grandfather the pieces of the grandchildren, how much there were, and then it was divided equally. As Rashi figures that out, it's hard for me to explain it in one minute right now, but it was interesting. It was done in a different way than usual. We'll explain it another time.